You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. And welcome to Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Clarissa Alhintera, and I am your host this morning. And with me on air and from a remote COVID-safe location is Yesenia uh, Maldonado. Good morning, Yesenia. Good morning, Clarissa. How are you this uh, beautiful fall Chicago morning? You know what? I am blessed. It is a delight to just talk to you and to your listeners. So thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, with us this morning is Yusena Maldonado. She works in the Office for Catholic Schools here in the Archdiocese of Chicago. And the reason we asked her to come on and be on our program this morning is that in this time of COVID and during the pandemic, uh, one of the things and concerns that we have, especially in the Office of Lifelong Formation, is for our parents and our families and um, trying to ensure that they're trying to not only keep physically safe, but emotionally and mentally safe. And so, Yusenia, can you introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a, li- a little bit about you and the role you have uh, within the Office for Catholic Schools? Sure. Um so again, my name is Yesenia Maldonado, and I have been with the Archdiocese in the Office of Catholic Schools for the last year, so I got to enjoy last school year um, within my role, and my role is really to help with um, the social and emotional development of our children in our classrooms, as well as our teachers and our school staff and leadership, and to really talk about how we're taking care of the whole child and really thinking of not only the academic things that we need to learn about um, our social and emotional wellness to, in order to kind of have us be present and learn, but also thinking about how we um, provide those environments that are welcoming and loving and um, based on our Christian values to be able to support all aspects of our children when they come into our classrooms. And prior to joining the Archdiocese, I... Um, I'm a product of the Catholic school system, so I um, went to Catholic school. My children have been through Catholic school and education, and so that is what kind of really called me to do this work within this setting. I am a social worker by trade, and so I've been a therapist for families and support of people who have experienced a range of trauma, and and doing social-emotional learning fits really well with um, the work I've done um, throughout my year professionally. That's fantastic. I imagine especially during this time um, with schools kind of transitioning to remote learning in the spring and then slowly starting to open up in the fall, I imagine this is just such a big shift for parents just to think about how they are navigating kind of the real, the real world in the context of COVID. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think it's really brought to the forefront 
the importance of taking care of ourselves and our emotional and physical wellness and really thinking about our mental health as our, as the same way we think about our physical health and knowing that we all have mental health and that we all have to work at kind of being able to, um, you know, exercise that mental health and what that looks like and how that's crucial in times that feel uncertain and um, where we are experiencing um, different changes and really don't know what the future holds, being able to hold on to um, those things that we can control and being able to kind of create those moments where we are together and that we're able to kind of take care and watch out for one another, um, especially during times of uncertainty um, and in times of upheaval and you know, civil unrest and everything else that is going on in our communities. Um, having that time um, becomes so instrumental and so important that you recognize that if we don't take care of that part of our health, um, that it's really difficult to be able to learn. It's really difficult to, to comprehend and bring in new information. So we need to take care of that before we can kind of do the other things that are important. And I'm, I'm curious to know, are you finding, especially as school is, I mean, it's it's been open for a few weeks now, mm-hmm. and uh, are school principals and school teachers coming to you with specific needs for um, families in their classroom or mm-hmm. looking for uh, resources? Yeah, so that's the beauty of my role. I've, I'm in a role where I am there to be a resource to school. So I've experienced that throughout my time. I will say that I, I would be remiss if I did not say our teachers and our school leadership and our this are incredible. They are the unsung heroes of this situation. They are doing an incredible job, and they have been um, just the beacons of light for everything that is going on and going well within our schools. And so they do call for support, as we all should. Um, you know, to support one another during these times because they can be scary, but they have been extremely resilient. We've put, um, we've put together um, some great resources in terms of making sure that schools are connected to their local mental health and um, resources in their community um, for our schools who have school counselors. We've been able to kind of connect with them and make sure that they have what they need. But absolutely, um, many schools have reached out, and we've made sure that we've made available professional development opportunities that are not only about self-care, because we know as adults in the space, if we are taking care of ourselves, we're better to attend to the needs of our young people in those spaces as well. So we've put together a variety of um, professional development opportunities for our teachers, and through that, um, many have stepped up and um, asked for additional information. And um, and so I have um, kind of been sought out on individual cases, but also definitely as a whole, trying to make sure that we are giving as much support and resources that we can as the Office of Catholic Schools. One of the pieces you said earlier um, in regards to families kind of caring for themselves was that they're, they're not able to care for others. And what... What would you say is important for parents, especially right now, if they're juggling, you know, full-time work and full-time family responsibilities and kind of, you know, depending on if their kids are virtual, because I know some families Mm -hmm. have chosen that option or, I guess, remote Mm -hmm. versus, you know, in person. And how does that, how can that impact a parent's, you know, mental health in order to kind of navigate the world in front of them? Yeah, I have to say I've been able and I've had the honor of kind of connecting with many families through coffee talks that schools have or 
you know, different families that have reached out to um, the Arch for support and kind of being able to provide assistance in that way. And I will say that is instrumental. The same piece kind of applies in terms of um, what I've said about school staff and adults and um, have access to children, is that taking care of ourselves is so important. And it's sometimes one of those things that we don't do. It's one of the things that on the to-do list, we oftentimes put ourselves last and recognizing that as we take care of our emotional physical and mental health needs, um, that we are able to be more present for our children and for our families. It's one of those pieces that we oftentimes forget, but it's so, so important that we don't think about self-care as selfish or self-indulgent, but that we truly recognize it, that taking care of ourselves is actually in service of others. Because when we are at our best, um, we are able to be our best for others. And I think one of those things that I oftentimes share with families is, you know, those, you know, are you taking care of your physical needs? Have you eaten today? Sometimes, you know, I speak to families and they haven't, you know, they've been racing all day. And, mm-hmm. you know, my one of my first questions like, have you eaten today? Like, have you nourished your body um, today? Have you been able to give yourself those little breaks? Um, one of the practices that I do that I oftentimes share with our families is I do the uh, three-minute retreats that um, Loyola Press has in the mornings. Um, I do them in the mornings, but I know that if you start your day off, um, you know, in a way that is connected to yourself or to your higher power, that that helps kind of carry throughout the day. So I talk to them about those basic needs of like, how are you feeding yourself um, physically, but also how are you feeding your spirit? Because um, that is definitely helpful in terms of how we can there then kind of handle all those moments of our chaotic day um, that can occur. Oh, that's so beautiful. Well, let's go ahead and take a quick, our first break. Uh, hang tight and we'll come right back. Sounds good. Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. 
When you think of the word neighbor, warm and friendly thoughts come to mind. Think of smiles across the yard, positive wishes, and looking out for one another on an ongoing basis. Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund inspires all of these and much more. We've seen an unprecedented number of requests for assistance this year from people who have never needed help before. When you make your gift to the Neighbors in Need Fund, you are igniting hope in the lives of your most vulnerable neighbors, especially individuals and families who continue to struggle to put food on the table and keep a roof over their heads. Your gift will give them the resources they need to overcome the unexpected, very serious circumstances in which they find themselves now. Give online at catholiccharities.net or call 312-948-6087. That's 312-948-6087. Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund. Thank you for helping build a world of kindness, one neighbor to another. Good morning, and we're back with Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation. My name is Clarissa Alhinter, and I'm your host this morning. And with me this morning is Eusenio Maldonado from the Office for Catholic Schools. And Eusenio, before we went to break, you were kind of talking about the importance of of self-care. And one of the things that I've noticed, at least on social media, on Instagram, one of the uh, many channels I follow is the conversation for self-care, especially for adults today, has really changed from, you know, the idea, the image of, you know, taking time off and maybe getting a pedicure or a massage. And it's really kind of those deeper questions and conversations around caring for your whole self. And like that is something that adults and parents especially really need to to prioritize. And so... Um, that's definitely one thing I guess I've I've noticed in the past six months around the conversation in self care. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to ask: uh, Is there a story or encounter or a reflection that you have where you felt um, where you maybe encountered God in relation to mm-hmm. um, supporting a family or listening uh, to certain adults that really illustrates? Um, how caring um, for oneself, but also just, you know, holistically um, is key. Yeah. So I think when I um, think about self-care, it is that mind, body, and spirit. And so when I talk to parents about it, it is about taking care of all those components. And the the story of Jesus and that always comes to me that kind of emulates that piece is the story of uh, Mary and Martha. Um, I use that one a lot um, because we think about um, kind of opening your home up um, and your life up to God and then, you know, how sometimes we're running around and preparing and we're serving everyone and we're taking care of everyone else's needs. And then, you know, how Mary chose to kind of sit and listen and just um, be present with, um, with Jesus and how Martha was kind of irritated, almost like, how am I, you know, doing all this work? And I'm working so hard. You know, I'm always doing so much for others and really remembering that it is that moment where we take pause. It is that moment where we um, kind of really let Jesus come into our thoughts and our in our presence, that we are truly kind of able to be at peace with everything. And then those other things that we're running around and doing, you're able to kind of really reflect on where you put your energy and how you're using um, your time um, when you can kind of just be present. And so when I mention um, 
those um, three-minute retreats that I kind of oftentimes do and encourage people to do. And I think about how to start and end my day. I think, you know, those are, that's always a story that comes to mind for me because I find myself that when I'm not taking care of myself, it's I, I am that Martha that I oftentimes <laughs> experience. And I share that, um, I oftentimes share that piece of the work because it's like when I, when I actually have those moments where I can breathe and center myself and really hear what is God trying to tell me in this situation, I see so much clearer what has to get done. And that to-do list is not as overwhelming because I know what is within my control to do and, and really just allowing God to come and, and really you know, be with me and, you know, and, and comfort me in those moments where I'm stressed. Mm. Oh, that's like such the, that's definitely a story um, that I've heard reflected at at the altar. I do remember a time when uh, mm-hmm. the priest at my parish, yeah, that's definitely what he was talking about of like, you yeah. know, do we today are we going to be the Martha or are we going to yeah. be the Mary? And I think mm-hmm. especially during the time during just our current present moment um with all that's kind of demanded of of families today like the the mary really is is the stronger image probably that that people really want to reflect on and gravitate to and just imagine with Mm -hmm. oh true is there a a personal story that you have around, you know, caring for self or caring for family, either one that, you know, you personally experienced or, or uh, wanted to share with our listeners? Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, as I've um, thought about how I um, usually would prepare for school, like, you know, even as a child, just that excitement I would feel with um, kind of going to school your supply shop with my, you know, with my mom and, you know, getting our new uniforms for that school year and kind of having those new press clothes. And I thought, like, I would have that, those kind of like butterflies in my stomach and I'd have that nervousness, but an excitement to kind of go back. Um, And I thought, you know, I was spending time reflecting, like how, I wonder how that is for our school kids this year and how um, Mm -hmm. that nervousness might still exist, but it looks so different. And, um, you know, so, you know, for those who are, you know, um, you know, maybe not going out to get their school supplies, that was such a tradition in my household, but, you know, we did that. And I thought, um, and I spent time just kind of praying about what is that, the feelings that our, um, our kids are kind of coming in with this year that might look different than other years. Um, you know, it's those traditions that look different. And how do we use that to kind of still um, create that same sense of excitement for learning when things can be so different? Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've spent some time kind of thinking about um, that part of, um, you know, this beginning, the new beginnings of the school year and how that was for me and how it might look different for my own children who are um, both um, out of the high school setting. So they're both in college, but they're both remote learning and um, how different that is um, for them not being on, on a college campus mm-hmm. um, and how for some of our um, young people as well and not being um, physically in space with one another um, and for those who are in physical space how that looks different and so all those exciting kind of feelings that I had around school I wonder like how how are our kids being excited now how are they able to kind of have those moments how do we create those moments um, for them that's kind of where I've spent you know some of my time kind of reflecting and praying around um Really, that um, that we can kind of bring those those sense of excitement and and relationships to learning that I, I know are so important. 
That's beautiful. Uh, I would like to come back and explore a little bit around those, you know, opportunities for reflection, importance for celebration. Mm -hmm. And let's take a quick break and we'll come right back. You're invited to Keep Hope Alive 2020, the online benefit and celebration of the Archdiocese of Chicago's Immigration Ministry and their nationwide program, Pastoral Migratoria. Join us virtually on the evening of Thursday, October 29th for a night filled with music, camaraderie, and inspiring speakers. Cardinal Blaise Supich and Sister Norma Pimentel of Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley, who was recently recognized as one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People, will be joining us to help keep hope alive. Now, more than ever, the immigrant community, both here in the Archdiocese of Chicago and across the United States, needs the leadership formation and accompaniment that Pastoral Migratoria provides. Registration is free, and sponsorship and advertising opportunities are available. Visit www.keephopealive2020.org for more information and to register. Again, that's www.keephopealive2020.org. There's nothing like having a friend to talk to when things are not going well. And in these challenging days, everyone has had moments when they are discouraged, sad, or worried. Catholic Charities wants you to know that we are here. If you or someone you know would like to share your concerns with a professional, Call 312-948-6951 anytime, day or night, and you will be connected with an experienced counselor who will listen without judgment and offer compassionate, confidential advice that you can trust. That phone number again is 312-948-6951. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. And we're back with Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Clarissa Alhantara, and I'm your host this morning. And joining me via phone is Yesenia Maldonado. And we've been talking a little bit about how families can kind of pay attention to uh, their self-care and uh, kind of keeping uh, up with their needs. But right before the break, we were talking a little bit about offering opportunities for students and families to still kind of ritualize uh, and celebrate and kind of share in, you know, the beginnings of the school year, even though we're still, you know, I mean, we're early, but, you know, maybe a couple weeks into it. And I'm kind of curious, Yesenia, like what are some things or some ideas maybe that you've heard or um, shared with families around, you know, still kind of keeping... Mm -hmm 
you know, school is school and it's, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes up and sometimes fun and sometimes not fun. But how are you encouraging mm-hmm. families to still kind of keep that uh, excitement and that eagerness of yeah. learning? Yeah. So one of the things that we do in my family is that we um, we definitely make a point of having sharing meals together. And I think that's one of the best things that families can do with one another is share time together around the table and when we're um it was one of the first interventions when I was a therapist that I would talk to families about. I'd ask them, you know, how often do you get together to share a meal? And one of the homework assignments was always like, let's see how we can do that a little more often um, and create space for that because it's in those times where we really have the chance to connect when we're all sitting together. Um, and we can have intentional things like, you know, in my family, we do prayer. We start with prayer. That's an intentionality and a routine that we have established for years um, and it's something that we have done. Um, and for many families, that is some, a practice that they do. The other piece that we do is we talk about our day, and sometimes we do it, you know, there's the, you know, highlight, low light is ours, where we talk about the highlight of our day and kind of the low light of our day, and it's in a moment to kind of celebrate and highlight something that we felt good about and also talk about something we're struggling with and, you know, just kind of listen to one another in those moments. And for younger ones, we've um, sometimes there's some families that have told me they do the um, – rosebud thorn um, Mm -hmm. activity around the table where they talk about um, the rose of the day, um, something that was that highlight, but also that bud, something they're looking forward to. So something, um, and then that thorn, that might be something that's challenging. Um, That actually I got from a family that um, after they had done the assignment, talked to me and said like, oh, we we discovered this (laughs) one and this is how we're doing ours. And those moments go a long way um, of connection. Sometimes for some, in some ways, um, Sometimes that's the only time I see my family is during those times where we, we could, but it's, I'm happy that we have those because it is so intentional that we make that time. Um, and so that's something that I oftentimes share with families of something that we can do that doesn't cost us anything. Our time is something that we have to do together. And sometimes for our younger ones, that might look a little different, you know, um, so we can still think about ways that we're, we're still doing prayer very early on. Um, I'm just sharing with a mom who has a real little one and how she's teaching prayer and and um, how her, her four-year-old said to her, like, Mommy, we didn't do prayer today. Hmm. And, you know, the fact that she caught, you know, told mom that, you know, why didn't we do it? It's because it's so much part, you know, we as humans, we crave patterns and routines. So when we create those in our households, they become familiar. They become those traditions of comfort. And so we have the opportunity to create incredible things. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious, since we are in October and there mm-hmm. is a big holiday, and I, I realize I didn't send you this question before we talked, mm-hmm. but I'm curious, what would it look like for a family to kind of have a conversation and explore, well, how, you know, what could Halloween look like for us this year, kind of given... You know, depending on where you live, you know, physically, like the COVID case numbers could be up. They could be yeah. like low. Um, you might be in virtual school. You might be in school school. And I'm kind of curious, what are some things that parents can talk about, you know, and kind of get their kids ready and still kind of maintain this? I almost want to say sacredness, but the smallest of like mm-hmm. those those times that you remember as a child of like, you know, spending time, getting dressed up and still celebrating. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what kind of off-the-cuff answer you would have. <laughs> you know what? I always think, like, well, we're we're very familiar with math. Yeah. Like math. Yeah. Halloween, we got this. Like, we got this math thing down. We can make some really fun ones. Um, so in that way, we're kind of, our, we've been practicing Halloween for a while. 
um, in that covered <laughs> up. Um, but I, you know, I do think that those, I mean, it is such a sacred time. And for some people, it's like their favorite holiday, mm-hmm. second to Christmas. You know, it is, it is something. Um, so I've been, you know, we as a team actually recently did a brainstorm, a big brainstorming session of what we could share with our families and our um, schools around things that they could do. And there were such awesome and incredible ideas that kind of came forth from that brainstorm. And the, some of them that kind of come to light in our conversation here is, you know, really going out decorating and, like, really making the house kind of um, in your space, like, you know, part of the theme and kind of going out with, you know, going strong with the decorations. And then also kind of thinking about if you are choosing to go out because in the city of Chicago, Halloween wasn't canceled. So I'm, I can only speak from that lens mm-hmm. right now. Um, thinking about how do we do that safely. And, you know, it's also reinforcing all the things we're talking to our kids all the time about. Like we're physically distant from one another. So, you know, we can't go put our hand in the candy bowl, you know, because, you know, we don't know what those germs might be. But, you know, you know, we're going to wait for somebody to kind of be physically distant from us to give us the candy before we come. So those kind of conversations, if that is the choice that a family makes as well. Mm-hmm. But also thinking about how do you do the celebration in the home? Like mm-hmm. we like we make a big pot of chili. That's our like. You know, so we're still having chili. Like, chili's mm-hmm. still happening. You know, so is there some kind of meal that you're going to share together? Um, and I think those conversations, you know, how are we feeling that it might look a little different? But how do we keep the, you know, the fun part? Like, what do we really like about Halloween? And then, okay, can we think about ways that we can do that safely? Um, so making, you know, some families were talking about, you know, creating, like, special like arts and crafts for our kids who are artistic and kind of doing some really fun stuff and hanging them in their window. Um, so there's a lot of um, great things that I have been hearing that families have already been very creative in talking about, but those are just a few that kind of came to my mind. Those are actually very cute. And I, I think uh, what I'm also hearing is depending on the age of the child, like definitely mm-hmm. understanding the appropriateness around covid uh, yeah. You know, the, the candy piece is so big, but also still kind of keeping those family traditions of like, well, mm-hmm. some, it's chilly or maybe it's you have decorations that you always put up or a ghost that hangs mm-hmm. in the window or, you know, mm-hmm. pumpkin carving and, and not losing sight of the things that are important for for in the people in, the, in that family. You got it. Uh, well, we're going to take another quick break and we'll be back in a little bit.
has been inspiring to see how individuals, families, and communities have found ways to help one another throughout 2020. At Catholic Charities, we usually have 35 to 40 events a year where we gather and enjoy time together in support of important programs and services while raising critical funds that allow us to respond to the growing number of people who are in need of the most basic necessities in life. Many of our events are now virtual. If you would like to be a sponsor for one of these events, please call 312-948-6864. That's 312-948-6864. Also, visit us at catholiccharities.net slash events and follow us on social media too. We so look forward to when we can resume our events in person and reconnect with our friends and partners throughout Chicagoland. For now, please consider donating to Catholic Charities so our vital work can continue. Thousands of people in Chicago count on Catholic Charities every day. Please help us help them today. Learn more at catholiccharities.net. More and more people around the world are interested in their family history. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. Listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. is Clarissa Alcantara with the radio program Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation in the Archdiocese. And with me is Yesenia. I, I am so sorry. I know your name, Yesenia. It's Yesenia Maldonado with the Office for Catholic Schools. Uh, thank you for being with us this morning. Uh, I wanted to know what are some... This is kind of where we do the real the real world stuff. Like what are some good books or websites or pieces that can better support our families, whether they're Catholic school families who might be listening, whether they're families of religious ed or youth ministry parents who might be listening. Where can our parents and adults or guardians find some good information? I'm so happy you asked that question. I'm going to start off for you know, for our Catholic families who are Christian families who might want to kind of reinforce some things and kind of have some of those teachable, intentional, teachable moments with our children. And two of my favorite books that I offer and that are around like just Catholic and social justice issues is When I Pray for You and um, When God Made You, but both by Matthew Turner. So those are one of two favorite books that I oftentimes recommend um, 
for our families, those, those kind of good, good night storybooks. Um, I think given kind of what is going on in the current reality, um, there's also another book, The Love Behind the Mask, um, that really kind of helps, um, kind of really helps kids kind of acclimate and kind of understand some of those reasons. It's like a good social story around mask room, and that's by Lizzie Trost. Um, in terms of websites, I love the parentstoolkit.com, which is um, one of those who it works from like our littlest ones all the way up to our college age ones. There's plenty of social and emotional resources on that particular site, ways to kind of teach social and empathy skills um, in our household every day, but also looking at some of those kind of academic supports as well. So it's a nice, well-rounded kind of whole child resource for parents. Um, so those are the ones that kind of jump out to me right away. I do have um, an SEL Padlet that is um, has some um, family resource section that I oftentimes um, post things on continuously that are kind of very timely, like ways to talk to your children about race and racism, um, different things that are just important given everything that's going on right now as I read an article that um, speaks to me or something that gives some good tangible resources, I have a tendency to post that there. And the link for that is, um, I try to make it as small as possible, but it's the HTTPS, and then it's a slash slash um, B-I-T um, dot L-Y backward slash 34 N-Q-N-A-E and that's because I try to make it a shorter link for folks, <laughs> but it's, it's not very recognizable. Um, but it is, um, if anyone also wants um, a direct link to it, they're more than, I'm more than happy if they email me. I can send them some additional resources as well. And my email is ymaldonado, which is M-A-L-D-O-N-A-D-O at archchicago.org. I'm always happy to if people are looking for resources to point them in some directions as well. As you're sitting here listing all of those, I've got my computer in front of me here in studio, and I'm looking mm -hmm. at all these wonderful resources. The pad I've actually never heard of a Padlet before, so this is fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, but also the books, because I think, like, I, I definitely, I have a little person at home, and mm -hmm. the books are such a great, these kids' books are such a great way to enter into a conversation, but I think sometimes it's the illustrate it's the illustration, right? It's like okay, you know, using little words or using words that little people mm -hmm. can understand, but then also pictures, pictures, images um, are so great for kids to kind of process, you know, mm -hmm. what what they're experiencing or what they see, and now all mm -hmm. of a sudden, you know, they they come to school every day and every all their teachers are wearing masks, they can't see mm -hmm. smiles, you know, and so what does that actually mean? Yeah. Uh, these are beautiful books. Well, thank you, thank you for these resources. Um, beyond this, it, I can mm -hmm. you tell our readers a little bit about? I know you would you do have a newsletter too, that you produce. I do. So I have an SEL newsletter that goes out every um, every other month. And um, Clarissa was so gracious to be an act to be a contributor. And so I, I collect many resources from people. And one of the articles that I oftentimes share is a parent shareable um, piece around uh, social emotional learning. So I have guest writers write about what are the things that we can kind of reinforce those important 
SEL skills of kind of self-awareness and social awareness and relationship skill building and looking at our um, our um, responsible decision making with our young people and then they contribute an article for parents and that is something that gets shared out by schools and so um, yeah people can also email me if they'd like to um, receive the link to sign up for the newsletter um, everyone is welcome to read it it's Every other month is on a great theme. This last one was around social justice. Um, and we continue to kind of um, think about ways to kind of promote um, the social-emotional learning um, in our homes as well as within our schools. So, again, my email was Y and then M-A-L-D-O-N-A-D-O at archchicago.org. Fantastic. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Charities After Supper Visions program offers guests of our Tuesday night supper the opportunity to learn the art of photography. These talented guests who are often experiencing homelessness are offered disposable digital cameras and they work with volunteer professional photographers to learn the basics of taking photos. Then the artists go out and capture images on film of anything they find to be beautiful or interesting in the world. Their photos are amazing. Visit AfterSupperVisions.com to learn more about the artists and their artwork. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, too. At After Supper Visions, we are developing film, talent, and hope. Do you have a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook Counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Good morning, and we're back with Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation. My name is Clarissa Alantar, and I'm joined by Eusania Maldonado. And before we took a break, we were talking about resources. And I'm curious, and I don't know if you necessarily have the answer to this, but what kind of resources would you offer for families of high schoolers? Because we do have... We do work with a lot of youth ministers and people in parishes who... Mm -hmm are, you know, working with youth. And one of the things that we've 
we've seen, especially um, via email from youth ministers, is that uh, young people, especially if they're if they're you know working remotely from home and they're unable to attend classes in person, and I know that's some that's the case in in some of our um, in some of our schools that they're just really struggling. You know, they're like they're mm-hmm. they're missing their friends because they're this is what they're mm-hmm. used to you know sports and hanging out and clubs and all the good things that come along with high school. But what what are some pieces of support that we can offer parents of high schoolers who are um, trying to just make it through the school day? Mm-hmm. No, I think that's so important. And um, one of the things I, I kind of come back to related to that is really trying to figure out those moments to make those connections with them. Our relationships with our young people um, is the most important resource that we can offer. And so being able to kind of create that time to connect um, in the busyness of our days um, is going to be really important during this time because it can be so isolating. Um, and so the way to combat isolation is truly is through connection. And so thinking about those moments to connect. So um, being intentional around those times with our, with our teens especially. Um, and I think, you know, with younger children, I oftentimes think about teachable moments, like when you're going on that walk and you're talking about, you know, the nature and the beautiful things around us um, and that moment to connect. But I also think about those moments of opportunity with our older students to really talk about um, to take that walk um, with them. Um, to be outside and, um, you know, to be outside and kind of take that breath of fresh air and away from the computer that I think can really attract so many of them so often. Um, so, t- you know, it's like, I'd love to go for a walk together and just in the car. I mean, I always say that the best conversations I've ever had with my kids have been in those moments where we're just in the car and we're just <laughs> chatting and we're, um, and we're, you know, sometimes we're listening to music, sometimes we're not. I think... I always say the parents are the biggest resource in those scenarios. So when they're looking for additional help and support, um, I think is recognizing the sign of when your children might also need additional help. So is that isolation kind of going? Um, this is a time where I oftentimes think about how important it is to recognize warning signs of when our kids need additional help. Um, and so times where they are isolating themselves and not connecting with their friends or that they're talking, you know, they're, they're worrying you with some of the talk that they are sharing about maybe feeling really lonely, not connected, not feeling like life is worse kind of going on. Um, I go there sometimes because I also know just the heightened times that it's important for us to be aware of that. So if you have concerns about, um, you know, your child's mental health, because it's such on the rise right now, especially with our teens, it's just um, knowing what your mental health resources are locally. Um, so if you have insurance, checking at the back of your insurance card and maybe just asking, um, you know, the Department of um, Human Services is a great resource to find your local um, mental health provider. I say that um, sometimes I go there early because that's my discipline, but I, I say that only because I know that there's such a rise with our young people currently um, feeling um, high anxiety and depression going up. And so I want to equip parents with knowing that um, the connection is important to have the conversation, but also recognizing if your child is showing some of those signs, the importance of reaching out for some professional mental health help as well. Uh, one of the resources that uh, that I've also found recently, especially if you um, are living within the Archdiocese of Chicago, is um, 
There's the Holbrook Center, which offers counseling yeah. for families. And, and if you do have a, I'm just going to shout out a resource. Uh, it's on the Catholic Charities website. And so if mm-hmm. you live in the Archdiocese of Chicago, just go ahead and enter into the Google search, you know, Catholic Charities Chicago, and look for something called the Holbrook Center. And it's H-O-L-B-R-O-O-K. And they do have uh, a phone number there that uh, you can call, whether you're a parent of a young person or you might need support or a parent of a an older person a teenager even a high school uh, college student that's definitely a, a another place that i've seen um parishes kind of really rally around and one that i've i've also found um advertised in bulletins and on websites and stuff like that um so that's been really helpful but i i i think so often parents overlook themselves as a resource and i think your mm-hmm. your point to now more than ever it's really being especially attuned to just the whole idea of just being present, you know, showing up, being there at the end of the day, the beginning of the day, or, you know, maybe in the middle of the day, depending mm-hmm. on what the the work cycle is for the parents. And if, you know, their first shift or second shift or uh, whatever mm-hmm. that works out for them. Thank you so much for bringing up the Catholic Charities resource. That is, I'm, I second that that's an, a very valuable resource. Um, I think there's some amazing resources um, throughout the Archdiocese between, you know, getting prayer support through the prayer line that was just advertised um, while we were on commercial break. I think also, you know, if you're looking for like a parental stress hotline um, to kind of think about getting some additional support for you as a parent to talk through some things that you might be seeing with your children, um, there is one in Illinois. I'm happy to give that number out if that's okay. Yeah, please. It's 1-800-632-632. 8188, and it is available 24-7 um, in all languages, and it is just an anonymous line where you can just talk to another parent about some stress that you might go into through with a trained individual and how to release some of that stress and also just talk through some of the things you're seeing with your kids and getting feedback. Do you mind? I think I actually accidentally stepped on you as you were starting out that number. Do you mind giving that number again, please? Oh, sure. It's one 632 188 and it's called the parental stress um, line for Illinois. Mm, that's see look oh, look at all these resources we've got. I think that uh, <laughs> whatever parents or guardians are in need of there's uh, there's plenty of support out there. I think it's knowing mm-hmm. kind of where to look and um, what would also maybe work best for that the family situation kind mm-hmm. of wherever they are. Um, so I'm kind of curious. So given all the information that you've shared, um, what are some things that, you know, I, so there's, there's parents who might be listening, parents of young, um, or old folks, but, um, what are some general pieces that we can kind of take moving forward? Or maybe if we're a neighbor, maybe we might not have a young person at home, but we live next to a family with like three or four kids, you know, how might we support, mm-hmm. Um, those members of our community too, or vice versa. Like we might be a family and there's, you know, seniors that live next to us and um, kind of how to help us get through. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the best things that we can give any child in our life is the fact that we listen, that we see them and that they're heard Um, because that's what a child wants. That's what we all want. You know, we want to feel welcomed in a space. We want to be able to feel heard and just to be listened to. Um, when we're talking and things like that, for those small connections, that is the biggest determinant of what helps children is that they have a healthy adult in their lives. 
and, um, and a caring adult in their lives. And sometimes that caring adult is a parent. Sometimes it's an aunt, an uncle, grandma, grandpa, a neighbor. You know, it's somebody who um, just connects with that child and lets that child know that they are welcomed and loved and a child of God is a beautiful gift to offer a child. That's awesome. Uh, how might we as, as neighbors be supportive? Uh, we have about five more minutes left, and I'm kind of curious. Mm-hmm. How might we support maybe our neighbors who, who don't have the young kids at home anymore? You know, like if we're a young family and we see people around us who, you know, maybe might be isolated or a little lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, um, I think about, you know, in these times where we are so isolated that I've heard some wonderful stories of kindness that families have shared um, with their neighbors. Um, some really incredible things that um, have happened have been like care packages for neighbors that we know or let or cards that are sent. Um, you know, it's a great way to think about service as families, mm. of thinking about our, our neighbors and even just checking on them. You know, we had um, a beautiful young person a while ago shovel in front of our house. And that was one of the greatest gifts for me that was thinking I had to go out and shovel. I mean, I'm not somebody um, that that happened one day. Just that little neighborly thing just went such a long way um, in that small gesture. And so, yeah, in these times and just saying hi to one another when we're on walks and eye contact and all those things are beautiful ways to kind of make those connections. That's awesome. We're going to take a quick break and come right back. Hey parents, have we got a great idea for you. While your kids are adjusting to being back in school, they can also help brighten the day for one of the thousands of our senior clients. Invite your kids to write a short letter or a poem or make a drawing or tell a few jokes on paper. Then all they need to do is put it in an envelope, add a stamp, and address it to Catholic Home Care Senior Surprise, 2601 West Marquette Road, Chicago, Illinois, 60629. That's Catholic Home Care Senior Surprise, 2601 West Marquette Road, Chicago, Illinois, 60629. These letters will mean so much to the seniors who open them, and your child will have that wonderful feeling inside that comes when you reach out in kindness to someone else. Thank you from everyone at Catholic Charities. Catholic Charities Divine Affair home tasting parties are going virtual. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Divine Affair, the elegant wine tasting event that benefits our self-sufficiency programs. Low-income single parents with dependent children are trying to break the cycle of welfare and poverty. Today, the need is greater than ever as the COVID-19 pandemic has left thousands of newly struggling families in need of immediate assistance. You can easily coordinate a virtual wine tasting and help Catholic Charities at the same time. Each guest will enjoy a sample wine kit that includes wine and a guide, all courtesy of Lewis Glenn's Wines. You can gather your friends and family for this fun event or incorporate a celebration for a birthday, anniversary, or engagement at the same time. To learn more about a virtual home tasting party and how you and your guests can win fabulous raffle prizes, call today at 773-756-6937. That's 773-756-6937. Cheers! Good morning. 
And we're back with Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation in the Archdiocese of Chicago. And we are here with Yesenia Maldonado, uh, who is from the Office for Catholic Schools and has been sharing a tremendous amount of stories and resources and other pieces around kind of caring for families during this time and what parents can kind of do to care for themselves, but also still kind of uphold traditions and stories and all those things that are such uh, a big piece of the fabric that is family life and kind of keeping it all together in 2020. Uh, What kind of other, you know, pieces, uh, last parting pearls of wisdom that, you know, that you want to either just reiterate? Because I sometimes I feel like listeners maybe come on halfway through or miss something. And so uh, we've just got about two more, two and a half more minutes left. What would you like to share with us? Absolutely. I think the um, the big themes that I heard today is really around um, helping parents just know that they're taking care of themselves is an integral part of um, being present for their children. And, um, you know, that our relationship and the way that we are able to connect and ask our children how they feel and be, you know, be in creating those rituals and traditions with them is so integral to kind of creating that healthy um, family life and creating those intentional moments. Um, and then that last one around um, empathy and just being kind and knowing that there are resources out there for, um, for people. Awesome. Do you mind repeating your email address for our listeners in case they want to reach out with questions or pieces? Absolutely. It's a Y Maldonado, M-A-L-D-O-M-A-D-O at archachicago.org. And so just a fun question, outside of the chili that you're going to be mm-hmm. serving, are you mm-hmm. going to also just dress up in your costumes and, and have dinner together on, on Halloween? You know what? I hadn't thought about dressing up, but you are inspiring me. You know, beyond my uh, bunny or my uh, cat ears that I put on every year, um, we used to throw big Halloween parties and have themed family costumes and everything. So um, I'm inspired. I don't know. Maybe I have to dig out some stuff. Maybe I will have to kind of become that uh, that witch that I love to be so often. <laughs> Uh, Halloween, you know, when you were talking about earlier, you know, favorite holidays, uh, my husband, Halloween is his absolute favorite holiday. And so he, if you need, if you're in need of a costume, uh, there's, uh, there's all kinds of things that I can find in my closet. I love it. I I love it. I might have to send you a picture eating my chili in in my costume. I think, uh, I mean, I really just appreciate the, the time that we spent together today. I think that more than anything, the idea of presence and supporting families uh, is so key. And then families also supporting other families, you know, not yeah. not feeling isolated or alone or, you know, that they're kind of in this, you know, it's like there are so many things and pieces out there and schools are such a great mm-hmm. resource, parishes, Catholic charities. There's all these really mm-hmm. wonderful and beautiful things that we can continue to share with our listeners. Um, so once again, this is Clarissa Alhintera. I am the host of Lifelong Journey, and with me this morning is Yesenia Maldonado um, from the Office for Catholic Schools. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We've really appreciated it. Enjoy your fall. Happy Halloween. Uh, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.
Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.